0: Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey, guys, welcome back to Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman. Guys, this is going to be a great episode. Is you, we're, The question we're going to ask is, is your business sustainable? And is you the food that you eat, is it sustainable? And if they cut off your food supply today, would you die or would you live? So me, my friend, Jim, we're going to be talking about that, about talking about um, having sustainable business but also yeah. having a sustainable lifestyle. And he's actually going to take us on a little tour once we get in a little bit of what he's actually doing. So, Jim, my, my question is, well, welcome to the show. First of all, I want to say thank you. You're an inspiring kind of guy. I can't wait to hang out sometime. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, thank you so much, brother. I can't wait to show you around where I'm at right now. We're at Galt's Landing which is the culmination of everything I've been working on my whole entire life. I grew up, they called me nature boy. I always loved connecting with nature and source and this incredible world of abundance that we have. And I went through so as a businessman, oh my gosh, did I learn a lot of lessons. In
0: okay. Fact, yeah. So we'll start off with the first question. What is Jim's definition of resilience?
1: always moving forward, learning the lessons, taking feedback. In fact, I've got some of my best consulting for free from people who hated what I was doing, right? So always take the feedback. Don't ever react to the feedback by closing your ears and closing your senses. Some of these people are crazy. So don't let it hurt you. Don't let it enter your spirit. But engage in the question What can I learn from this? And so I, about when I was 29, I was dead broke. I was living in Australia and I mean, I had like 600 bucks and I wrote my goals. And I, my number one goal was I wanted to earn money. I wanted to make money at the time because I was broke, right? When you're broke, the first thing you want to do is find a way to create abundance in your life. So I wrote my goals after reading Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and really, diving deep into what's possible in our world, in our for each individual, for every one of you listening, it is possible. In fact, Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind of man or woman can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Now, that's not just the ramblings of some poet, right? That is after he studied the most successful people in the world. So that's like exactly how it is. So then I started asking myself the question, what can I conceive and believe about my own life? And that's where it got magical.
0: I love it. Now I'm a big mindset guy and I love Napoleon Hill, but I wanted to find out who Napoleon Hill learned from. So I went back and listened and and read the studies of Mr. Carnegie. And one thing I say it all the time is, your obsessions become your possessions. So whether that's good, or bad, whether yes. you you know, because you know your mind uses the reticulator activating system to you know whatever you're constantly think about is what's going to actually happen in your in your life. So talk take us back to at the age of 29, why were you broke in the first place? So I want
1: to share something profound about what you said and then I'll go to why I was broke. So what you said is so powerful. The the RAS, the reticular activating system really becomes your filter. So is your filter filtered by government, mind control, programming, and bullshit? Or is it filtered intentionally by the life that you are visualizing and that you are designing? That's job one, is to design your own life instead of having your life be designed for you, right? And as to why I was broke, I really didn't care about money until that point. That was the number one reason. I After college, I was a national wrestling champ and All-American in college, had a lot of fun, never missed a party. Then I moved to Hawaii. I started bar backing, became a bar partial owner. I owned 5% and I spent my life savings to own 5% of this bar. Worst investment, in one sense, the worst investment I ever made because I didn't look at the books. I just wanted, I just enjoyed the place. (laughs) So I was one of those dumb kids and that was cool i had a blast prince came to our bar on new year's one new year's and hung out with us um and i love prince being from minnesota so anyway so then when i got done with that experience i wanted to see the world so from 25 to 29 i lived in hawaii then from 29 i i bought a backpack and i got a plane ticket to australia and i started there by myself just backpacking around the world and while i was there i spent four months at bond university Studying the great minds of the world, and that's when I said I can actually be wealthy. My dad was a pipe fitter. I never thought I, it never entered my mind that I could be wealthy, until I started reading these amazing people. I wrote my goals. Three and a half years later, we did one point three billion dollars in sales in my mortgage company.
0: Okay, so you know, let's talk about because as as we're talking, I'm writing always writing stuff down. Cool. You know, it says that, you know, what gets measured gets done. Yes. And, you know, for me, like I'm actually on a, a, a 100 day uh, journey um, to uh, lose 50 pounds to get healthy again, but also to get a million listeners to be able to help them. But if I don't write my goals down, how am I going to know if I'm hitting my goals? Yeah. And I I think I've seen a study that they studied somebody a group of people from high school all the way to when they retired that 97% of the people that wrote their goals down hit every one of their goals. So, you know, talk to us about writing something down and actually seeing it. There's something of the mind muscle connection of actually seeing something that you're writing down instead of typing it. So there's something
1: magical that happens when you don't just think about a goal or write it down. But while you're writing the goal, while you're imagining the goal, you're experiencing the goal. That's the most important thing is create a vibrational resonance reality with that situation that you want and desire in your life. And how do you do that? Meditation. Now, what is meditation? It's not a fancy thing. You don't have to go live in an ashram. Here's meditation for me. boom, there comes the idea. Because if your mind is full of programs and full of thoughts, you cannot have a creative idea. Stress, fear, shame, rage, all of these tools of enslavement that you see on the programming and the mainstream media, turn that off and go deep inside yourself. Inner stand. And that's where the magic happens once you start with a goal.
0: You know, and I love that. And and something that my friend, John McCaskill, he's a retired Navy SEAL commander. He wrote the book Embrace the Suck. He says, you know, for the first 15 minutes of your day, do not pick up the phone. Do not, um for me anyway, don't pick up the phone. Don't turn on the TV. Just have 15 minutes of gratitude and me- meditation because I found that anger and gratitude cannot occupy the same space. Oh, oh. I so love talk that. to you seem to like. You seem to be a guy that has a lot of gratitude. So talk oh, about living
1: in gratitude. I'm gonna. This is so profound. The most profound single moment, second of my life is when I intentionally, and strategically let go of all of the fear, right? Because I had made twenty million dollars, and I had lost twenty million eighty thousand. I literally went from broke to what I thought was rich as shit. Then. I got into this understanding of what's going on in the world and the way we're destroying our soil and our land and our earth. And I, and I had three da- four daughters. Now I had two at the time. And when I started going into fear and scarcity, then everything started leaving me. And then a year and a half or a year, like 13 months ago, I was meditating and listening to, to some wisdom. And I was, I intentionally set go said I'm done with the fear I'm letting go of the fear in my life and I remember the surge of energy that came into my spirit from that day forward it's been pure off the charts magic what's happened
0: you know and I and for me you know I find that um, now I've done over 500 interviews and the most successful people they care what people think but they don't really care what people think because like my wife was going through something yesterday and we had a talk and cause she's starting to move ahead in her position and yeah. and there are other people around her trying to pull her down. And I said, it, it's kind of like crabs or lobsters. You know, once the, once the heat starts going into cooking, they're going to try to pull you back down. Yeah. And sometimes you have, just have like my friend Gary Vaynerchuk talks about sometimes you got to say F it, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to say, you know, this is my, cause in, in my realization after having, um, Near death experience, wow. I realized that in the end, it's yeah. just me and my creator, yeah. nothing else really matters. So, when you have when you live a life of not having fear, and especially other people's fears, I think you can finally be free. Like, I can reach out to you and say, I would love to have you come on the show, so why can't I? Why would I be afraid to reach out to say General Petraeus or you know Warren Buffett? Why oh, not? my
1: guys? Why not? Uh, so you, you're just, you're nailing it. When you ask intelligently, you shall receive. So, like, I've got a meeting on Friday with two Emmy Award winning actors and producers and super famous influencers. And our strategy to change the world is going to be with you, Richard, and all of the influencers out there who are freedom loving, ethical people. Who want to do good. So I'm reaching out to all of them. And guess what? They're responding. It's such a fantastic year. It's like, uh, for instance, this is to me, pure magic. A woman named Alova calls me up about four months ago. And she joins the company at Food Forest Abundance. She becomes a food forest installer. And she says, Jim, I know a billionaire who's putting money into the world what can we do with food forests to benefit the world? And I knew exactly what we could do because I've been visualizing it for years and actually doing it. We could put food forests in schools around the country and around the world. She said, oh my God, she talks to the person. The person says, yep, I've got between 50 and 330 million for you. Boom, we just got a commitment. I think it'll be around 100 million and we're going to put food for us in schools around the world. Alova dies 10 days ago and they want to do it faster now in the name of alova. Now think about this, A 100 years from now looking back on the single most important catalyst for a free and healthy world in the name of love. Alova means noble love. Is that off the charts or what? No, and and I think
0: um because I I I was listening to I think it was, maybe it was Andrew Carnegie, one of them, um, you know, they were talking about, you know, what you obsess about, you possess. And he was walking behind the gentleman and he was talking and just being, uh, being present. That's the best way I could say is being present. And he heard the people up in front of them talking about a business opportunity and he stopped them and talked to that person. And that person was Warren Buffett. But if he wasn't being present and wasn't thinking about, okay, what's coming to me, what's coming to me, you know, what can I get? You know, if he wasn't thinking about the positiveness and all the opportunities that are out there, he would have never met Mr. Buffett and he would have never got him on his way. So please talk about that to Sometimes you have, your mind has to start thinking, okay, I'm, I'm expecting blessings. I expect. Yes.
1: yes your mind gets to right. When we allow our minds to focus on starting, I love reverse engineering. So start with the highest, most inspiring thing that you who's listening can conceive and believe, right? You might not be able to believe it fully, but start conceiving of it and start raising your vibrational energy to match that which you desire. When I started writing my goals at 19 for the first time, my college wrestling coach made us do it. I wrote that I wanted to be a four time or a three time All American and national champion. Now, I failed radically the two years before. The failures were the best teachers because it sucked. Like, literally, I was written up biggest upset in state. A guy that I beat five times in a row beat me at the finals in state tournament. So I went through hell, but that hell was the soil, building the soil of the fertility of everything else. I like using food forest analogies. So anyway, wrote the goals. My coach didn't even believe it. That happened because I felt I rose my energy up to match it. And folks, that's the number one thing is start enjoying life. Start with faith and courage and rise your vibration. I love it. Now,
0: I just want to thank our sponsors today. Um, I knew we were going to be talking about sustainability. Uh, our friends at Maxwell Soaps, they actually make a detergent-free soap. Uh, For me, I'm a diabetic. I got diabetic, itchy skin, and I use it and I don't get itchy at all. And for every bar of soap that they sell, they actually give one away to help the homeless population. So definitely check out Maxwell Soaps. And as we were talking before we got on, I came out with my own coffee, Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's twice the caffeine of any other product, it's dark roasted. Um, but I'm not selling this one today. I'm actually going to give this one away. So if anybody's interested in, in some amazing coffee, write coffee in the comments below. But now something you just said that really uh, I I really love is that I've interviewed, like I said, high achievers. And many of them come from a wrestling background. And the reason why they say that they're successful is because, first of all, um, i if the, when you're competing as a wrestler, it's usually during Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So when everybody else is eating and enjoying the food, you're actually eating. You know, you're actually eating really clean, and you're you're doing doing a lot of cardio. But also, if you get pinned on a mat, it's your fault. You can't blame the coach. You can't blame this person, that person. It's your fault. So talk to us about how the wrestling mentality has helped you in your life as an
1: adult oh my gosh learning to take responsibility is number one of everything and when i was blaming in fact i had a good friend whenever they lost they would blame the ref or the coach or they blame somebody of course they didn't make it you know they were incredible athletes so talented but whenever we blame anybody for anything in our life i don't care if it's Biden or anybody. Don't blame anybody for anything because blaming is disempowering. It takes your power away. Stand firm in your own knowing that you have the ability to respond to any situation and that will make it so. You know,
0: and I love that. Now I used to be in a mixed martial arts at one time, um, not not big time or anything, but one thing I love that Dana White, the, the, one of the elders at UFC, always says, Never leave it in the hands of the judges. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yep. even, I, even in business, you know, uh, like, like Grant Cardone talks about, you know, don't – you You know, whatever happens in your life, it's your fault. Exactly. Whether you fail, whether you win, it's your fault. And once you become um, self-aware, that's when you become free, right? Yeah.
1: Completely. And I just want to acknowledge how smart Dana White is because that statement is also good marketing. Because what's better, two guys that are bouncing around not trying to hit each other, or two guys that are trying to knock each other out because they don't want to leave it in the hands of the judges. (laughs) That's good marketing.
0: So now, show us where you're walking around, tell us what you got going on back there.
1: So I walked outside and I noticed the connection was failing. Sometimes it's like that and sometimes it's good. So I'm gonna basically show you out the window do um, you see that that big um, that's our nursery and we are planting we're creating a community that's completely off the grid so most people think that off the grid means an outhouse or a cabin and candles that is a lie my friends that is government day. when you do off the grid properly then off the grid actually means luxury So for instance, we're building this community on 52 acres and we have 10 home sites. We have sold our home sites out at a a very good market price and the HOA dues at our community are going to be a net positive. So in other words, we turn our land, our resource into an asset instead of a liability by growing food everywhere. And then we as the community, not only share all the food we grow but we also share the profits from the food we sell
0: you know and i love that now i grew up in new jersey but i became a man in south carolina and there you know you would just walk down into in some people's yards and just pull a peach off a tree or pull a pear off or an apple and it tastes so much different what than what you normally see from a supermarket yeah and Tastes a lot different, a lot juicier, maybe sometimes a lot smaller because they're not using pesticides and stuff like that. So talk to us about the pluses of sustainability and food.
1: Well, most people don't realize, and this is not an accident, this is all by design, how easy it is to grow perennial plants and even annual plants. The return on time invested on a tomato bush is going to be off the charts, especially now considering the food supply chain disaster that we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of. By October, you got to start growing food. Now you get to, not got to. I don't do any have to. We do, we want to, because it's joyful and fun on every level. Now, what we do is we design these systems to accommodate the zone of the customer, number one, and then also what are the customer's desires? What kind of food does the customer like and how much engagement does the customer want to have with their own food forest, which is paradise, by the way. And with all those answers, we design, so in other words, you can create a food forest that is low maintenance and you could leave it for 30 years, not do any maintenance at all after the after getting it established and you'll just have a massive food forest in 30 years.
0: Okay, now I was in the health and fitness industry for over 30 years. I would get a lot of people and they would have seasonal allergies and they would ask me, well, what should I do? And I said, start using local honey. Yes. And you're like, well, why? Well, because you figured, you know, your body will start getting used to the histamines from the, from the bees themselves. Yep. So I, th- you know, the body, um, like we were not made to eat wheat. We were not made to eat grains. You know, no. we were eat- made to eat fresh fruit, you know, meat and stuff like that. So talk to us about, you know, how the the government has gotten us used to eating bread, pasta, cereal. Oh, yeah. That's not what our body is actually made. It doesn't work well with our body. And I think that's why we get a lot of inflammation because we're eating stuff we're not supposed to eat.
1: Oh, it's, you're so right on, my friend. So I'm going to go to one of my favorite quotes by Victor Hugo. He said, there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world. And that is an idea whose time has come. And the biggest scam that has been perpetrated on humanity by the governmente, which means mind control, which also includes a lot of the churches where they want control. For instance, if we used 1% of the Catholic Church's wealth and we put food for us all over schools and public areas, we would end world hunger and we would create the Garden of Eden everywhere. Not the dogmatic place, but the place of logical abundance. When we simply turn our ornamental landscapes into edible landscapes, we reverse mass extinction and deforestation and cancer and heart disease and diabetes. And we literally end all the biggest problems of the world.
0: You know, we were we went on. Me and my wife went on a mini honeymoon um, to Vegas last week. And as we're flying over some of the, the landscapes, there are so many tracts of land with nothing on it why are we not growing healthy foods instead of growing the crap that they're putting on in our systems you know what i mean there's i do
1: the answer to that question is henry kissinger who has met with every u.s president and is a strategist for the council on foreign relations said 50 years ago if you want to control nations control oil If you want to control people, control food. If you want to control the world, control the world's currency. The families that employ him, that's what they have done, and most people aren't aware of it. In fact, Gierta said, None are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. My friends, this has been the language and government of enslavement, but now we're starting to wake up. The apocalypse means lifting the veil. It's a wonderful thing. Now there's going to be suffering, but you don't have to suffer. You can thrive through this time. And what's best about that is you will help other people to thrive as well. You know, and I
0: and I love that. Now I have a question because um, I'm from New Jersey. Um, I actually I'm blessed enough to be able to have a garden. Um, I have I have a lot of property, but what do you tell the people that are living in apartments? You know that are they're trying to say well. What can I grow? I'm in an apartment. What can I do?
1: Yes. Uh, So so I love these questions there because they're so relevant to the people that are asking the questions out there. Um, Here's what you can do if you're in an apartment. Number one is you probably have friends or relatives, close friends or parents or relatives that have a property. If you are close enough to them, then encourage them to turn their property into a food production property. Because it's the best investment they could ever make. And we will help share with you why that is absolutely not a, it's not a hypothesis. It's a fact. We can demonstrate that. So if you can't do that, then learn about sprouts and microgreens. Learn from the cannabis industry who is showing us how to make hundreds of dollars a month out of a closet with an LED light, right? Learn from these people. And maybe you don't want to grow cannabis, but grow potatoes, right? Potatoes are going to save millions of people's lives over the coming years.
0: Okay. Now, then I also, you know, because one of
1: my friends, that's what he does. He builds closets
0: for the yeah. cannabis industry, even though we can't say it yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. you know um, So I, you know, I believe like my wife loves to cook. She's an amazing cook and, you know, she'll go out in our yard and pick fresh thyme, you know, or yeah. she'll, you know, fresh garlic. But you know, I think a lot of people, when they talk about growing stuff. They want to grow stuff that is not indigenous to your area. Right. So not going to be successful. If you're trying to grow watermelons in New Jersey, it's going to have a hard time. So don't, don't you think a lot of people should start thinking about what, you know, what really grows in this
1: area? And that's what. Yes. The number one consideration for most permaculture designers is zone. What zone is the property in? And the zone is going to tell you what plants go well in that zone already, right? So if I have a certain type of uh, apple tree, in fact, I just had an apple outside, our first apple here in central Florida, where a lot of people told me I couldn't grow apples, but we like pushing the edges. Um, But that's the number one consideration is what is your climate and what plants are already adapted to that climate?
0: Okay, so um, my my last question is, how do we find you? How do we support your mission? Um, and how do we get a little bit more information on making our lives more sustainable?
1: Well, to anybody out there who wants to be in the business of helping other people grow food, please get a hold of us at foodforestabundance.com. We have a whole network. Our mission is to serve our cooperative partners. We've got one of the fastest growing cooperatives in the world. We started 12 months ago. We're now already helping people grow food in 20 countries and almost every US state. Our marketing team are Emmy award-winning actors and producers, and we are onto something big. So we're inviting you all to join us. If you have a yard and you wanna grow food, then start with design. Design is number one. It's like building a house. You start with the architecture. And our professional permaculture designers will design your yard to be the highest productivity on the lowest amount of inputs. I
0: love it. Jim, I just want to say, brother, I'm so grateful that we had a chance to be able to talk. Um, people know that when they're on my show, um, it's just the beginning of a relationship. And I hope we can build a generational relationship. So That's I just true. wanted to say thank you. I want to thank our sponsors once again. Thank you, Maxwell Soaps, for everything you do. If you guys love detergent-free soaps, definitely check them out. Guys, if you want this coffee, make sure that you say write coffee below, and I'll make sure that I get information out to you. And guys, for me, as you guys know, I'm so humbled and grateful that you're part of my journey and you let me be part of yours. Because like Oprah Winfrey said, um, the best way to help ourselves is to help others. And that's what this show is all about jim i just want to say thank you brother and i'm so grateful and uh, i can't wait to see what you got coming up next
1: oh brother richard i can't wait to show you around it's gonna be a fun giving you a hug and just showing you what's possible
0: definitely all right guys remember vertical momentum the only way to go is but i'll catch you guys tomorrow thank you for joining us today please hit subscribe and share please feel free to leave us a comment